They say, hold up, hold up, hold up, we them boys. The first time since 1992, 1993, forget the exact year. I think it was 93. 93, the Dallas Cowboys go on the road in the playoffs and get a win. 1993. Oh, wow. Big Mike. What a game, Rowdy. That was an ass whooping of biblical proportions in Tampa. A lot of comedy coming out of it, too. Dallas Cowboys field goal kicker, or kicker, I should say. How do you miss not one, not two, not three, but four extra points? Oh, my God. Did you see Dag losing their minds and just go for F and two? Yeah, Brett Maher really struggling. Wow, it stinks. Some of the Dallas Cowboy beat writers were even losing their minds even more because dating back to the last game of the regular season, Maher had missed five in a row. (laughs) It's insane. Maher's, he missed, I couldn't, like, I messaged my brother because we were both watching the, I mean, who wasn't watching the game? We were watching the game and I messaged my brother. I'm like, this dude just take the second one. And then he gets up for the third and I, he missed it again. And then we had to wait till what, after halftime to see him miss another one. Uh, but yeah, the Dak Prescott was absolutely balling and the Cowboys took care of business 31 to 14 over old man Brady and the Buccaneers Brady and we'll play his presser coming up. But Brady Rowdy, he is done with the Buccaneers and I don't blame him. Yeah, I think who knows if Tom Brady is done playing in the NFL, but I will guarantee you this. He's done playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That chapter's over. So get the hell out of here, Tampa Bay. You guys are a little sock. Yeah, if I'm Tom Brady, going so going into this season, last year and in 2020, they had a really good offensive line, right? Mm. Well, the starting center, who was actually back, Jansen, uh, <laughs> that was the first game he had played in all year because he was out the entire year with injury. Yeah. One of the other uh, offensive linemen that was really good, retired and another one who was literally in the prime of his career retired. Like it was three pro bowlers that had either been out or retired that year, right before the season. That was a huge minus for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then not to mention early in the season, kind of like the Packers, they had a lot of receiver injuries, but they never got on track. Tom Brady looked pretty average this year. He didn't look good, did he? And how about Brady with a, a red zone interception? His first time since a 19, long time. 2019, it was his first red zone interception. Wow. It, the last time he threw an interception in the red zone, he was a Patriot. Yeah. I, when I saw Brady and they throw us that graphic up. I'm like, damn, this guy's been around the block for a long time. That's pretty crazy. But to see also, Tom Brady throw a red zone interception. That just shows you how high of a standard he's held to. Yeah. So when he grades out in Pro Football Focus in the top half of the NFL with a with basically no offensive line and a number of weapons injured this year, oh my, God. it still shows that the guy can freaking play if he wants to. But I mean, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm doing anything I can to get me out of Tampa Bay. Cause kind of like the Packers, but not quite as bad as the situation. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't have the greatest cap situation either. They're, they're like currently like in the green Bay 2020 after the 2020 season where they're going to have to start re-signing their own guys and maxing out credit cards. <laughs> they're, they're like in that phase. If, if they were the green Bay Packers, they're the, the Packers of the 2020-2021 offseason. Yeah, Rowdy, I just stumbled upon 
quite possibly one of the greatest videos I've ever seen. Mike McCarthy swag surfing with a giant Dallas Cowboys star chain on him. I just took a video. I have to send it to you. Did, did, you, happen, did you happen to see that at all? I did not. I did see. I didn't see it until right now. I'm texting it to you right now. It's incredible. I did see the uh, photo of Mike McCarthy in 93 floating around from that interview with Dak Prescott that they uh, blew up everywhere. Here, I'm going to I'm gonna let you watch it there, Rowdy, as I just kind of described by a portly Mike McCarthy Swag surfing as he's got oh man as he's got a giant chain with the Dallas Cowboys star on it incredible Big Mike is absolutely feeling himself he is swag surfing if Big Mike went surfing I feel like he would be <laughs> the guy hugging the surfboard oh totally but it's, he's just swag surfing with his giant chain oh my God Big Mike let's uh hang on. Look at that beautiful man, swag surfing. All right, he's got some. Great job. We got a wonderful plane ride home, but you know when we touch down, we're on the 49ers. Okay, we're on the 49ers. So great job. So proud of you. Outstanding. All right, let's enjoy this. Enjoy this plane ride. Let's celebrate one another. Love one another. Outstanding. In the famous words of the famous poet Marcus Peters, I think we're not done yet. <laughs> yeah! for Mike McCarthy. I'm happy for Big Mike. He's beaming ear to ear, man. He's feeling himself. He's swag surfing. He's got a chain on. And he also took down the boogeyman that is Tom Brady. Look at that Tampa Bay team. I mean, the NFC South, uh, what, Terry, the king of the North, called in yesterday. He's saying, I don't even know what he's trying to say. Something that, like, we're bad people for rooting against the teams in our division. Like, we wanted the Vikings to lose. Well, no, duh. I don't think there's any other fan base that roots for the other rivals to win. Uh, but Rowdy, he said the NFC North was terrible. The NFC South, it was absolutely abysmal. Like that, that was the worst division, was it not? Yeah, that was pretty bad. The AFC South was pretty bad. Yeah. Like you look at the divisions around the NFL. Now I know it was, uh, the NFC North was the first to have all their teams eliminated. Uh, but we had to wait for the Buccaneers to play it. But you look at around the NFC South, Someone had to win that god awful division. I mean, the Buccaneers—they were what eight and nine. The Panthers seven and ten. The Saints seven and ten. And the Falcons seven and ten. Yeah, when the Carolina Panthers canned Matt Rule and they decided to have Steve Wilkes become the interim head coach, yeah. there were people that were floating it out there that, well, with this move, Steve Wilkes was basically hired as the interim in Arizona to tank, so they could go get, <laughs> so they could go get Kyler Murray. Yeah. Back when uh, Josh Rosen was a rookie, if you remember that, he was leading that team. So it was kind of like implied that, oh, Carolina's going with Steve Wilkes. He was a guy that was working in the front office, wasn't even working as a coach. They're like, oh, they're just (laughs) throwing him out there so that uh, Carolina can tank and go get a quarterback, C.J. Stroud or uh, uh, Bryce Young, right? That was the team that pushed Tampa Bay to the final week of the season. The team that everyone thought was probably tanking after they <laughs> after they fired Matt Rule was the team that had the opportunity to beat the Buccaneers and actually represent the NFC South in wild. the playoffs. It's wild. Which just shows you how bad the terrible. other the other teams were. Yeah, just terrible. I mean the NFC the NFC North. The Vikings were thirteen and four. Obviously they just lost. The Lions took down the Packers to end their playoff hopes. They're nine and eight pack eight, and nine. And then there's the Chicago bears who are three and 14. They honestly South though. It was just a big dumpster fire also, top to bottom. That Carolina team played like five quarterbacks this year. Yeah, they played a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they had a carousel uh, out there in Carolina. And then you go look at the AFC. 
Uh, I mean, the AFC South, wow. Jags, we talked about the Jags, that huge, awesome win they had against the Chargers. Tip of the cap to them. They're 9-8, and eight, though. Uh, you look at the Titans, 7-10, and 10, the Colts, 4-12, and 12, yeah, and the, the Titans. Texans. The Titans were supposed three, to be, three and them and the Good Colts one. were supposed to be the class of that division. The Titans basically, with Tannehill going down and Derrick Henry being beat up all season, the loss of A.J. Brown was huge. Like, they didn't really have any playmakers outside of Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And then the Colts, that just imploded Oof. real quick. I mean, they hired a guy as a coach from the broadcast booth, Jeff Saturday. Well, even before that, they gave they gave a decent amount of money to Matt Ryan, who clearly is washed up. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor couldn't stay healthy, and the defense couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, that was a mess. And then the the Texans were going to be the odds-on worst team in football. Yeah, and they, and, and, and then the they Bears, didn't even they become, beat the Bears. They didn't even become the worst team in football because of their own dumbassery. They went and beat the Lovey Smith. Said, you know what? I'm going to go beat the Bears. Check out this. And then the Bears got the number one pick uh, in the NFL draft. Uh, this NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Plus Monday was absolutely awesome. We had a lot of really good football, and it's only going to get better, hopefully, because now you have the the divisional rounds are set: Jags, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles. Then Sunday, Bengals, Bills, Cowboys, Niners. How do you feel when I tell you there's only three weekends left of actual football games? Sad. <laughs> How about you? Because there is there's the dark no, winners upon us. There's no Pro Bowl, right? There's no official Pro Bowl. Well, I mean, if there was, we wouldn't watch it anyways. <laughs> Like, you know, hey, it might get turned on as background noise. <laughs> Not that I'm going to focus on it. <laughs> yeah, what, three weeks, Rowdy, of, of football? That's sad, kind of. But then before you know it, hey, we're in the draft season. Pitchers and catchers report in four weeks. Yeah, we got February 14th, pitchers and catchers reporting as. Um, the portal closes tomorrow for college football. Oof, college football portal closes. We better get one more in, a couple more in, if we want to have this uh, Luke Fickle, you know, chasing the dragon. I'm trying to think again. of other dates. February 1st. The late uh, national signing period ends. Also, February 1st, we'll be out at Athens in uh, Westport having a damn good time from 4 to 6. So come on down for the best euros and food around and bar uh, food and, and drinks. I already but, mentioned it, but pitchers and catchers, that's February 14th, also Valentine's Day. Yeah, I, I just said um, a little bit ago. Yep. Maybe St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> Uh, is there a, is there is there a Bucks game? Maybe? I was going to say there's an NBA game on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, speaking of, hey, speaking of the Bucks, yesterday Martin Luther King Day, Bucks got a win over the Pacers. There you go. I believe March 30th is the Brewers' first game. Uh, yeah, that's creeping up. There's uh, well, we got some spring training games, especially here on the zone. So you got that going on. But yeah, the March 30th is that against the? Who they I don't know. I don't even. I don't even know Brewers' schedule off the top of my head. I should probably go look at that. Uh, let's see here. First game is a spring training is Dodgers. And then, Rowdy, the first game is, oh, it is the Chicago Cubs. March 30th in Wrigley, one twenty first pitch with a probably grumpy Corbin Burns taking the mound because they're messing with his money. Uh, watch them announce Woody. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, you got Brewers. Oh, look at this gauntlet to start. You have Cubs, Mets. Then Cardinals. And then you could even parlay then that into Diamond the Diamondbacks Padres. that got better over the offseason and then the Padres. Yeah. It's not the easiest start of the season for the Milwaukee Brewers. No. Ooh, we got the Angels at uh, American Family Field in April into April. We go see Mike Trout, Rowdy. Yeah, Christian Yelich can watch how a real ball player plays. 
1670 Twitter, Zone Madison. Mine's Ebo says Rowdy is a Rowdy underscore Razor. Uh, we'll talk, you know, some NFL playoffs. The Green Bay Packers conundrum. We'll hear more from Brian Gutekunst talking about Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers. And uh, there's some interesting moves to be done because they are in, in complete cap hell. And then also we have uh, what's Brady going to do? Nelly tonight, Badger basketball. The line's jumping around a little bit. Rowdy's sniffing it out, and uh, Tyler Wall might be affecting that. So we'll talk some Badger uh, basketball. I'm trying to think what else. Let's see. The Kings has three weeks of NFL, and then February 18th, the XFL kicks off. I'm so, out on that. You're out on the XFL? I'm out on the XFL. I'm Like I said, I might give it. What did I give AAF? I think I gave AAF two weeks, and I think I gave XFL two weeks. I think the U. What about the USFL? I gave that zero weeks. They are gonna. Uh, you you do see all the commercials for it though. April fifteenth, you get USFL. April fifteenth, so February eighteenth, you have XFL, then USFL. I also I'll check it out. Like it was like AAF football. I checked it out for a game. The first game was like kind of entertaining. Then the second game. Well, that was, remember the first game? Uh, it was between the San Diego, whatever they were, or no, was it the San Antonio, whatever it was, where the guy got absolutely crushed. The San, I don't think San Diego had a team. San Antonio? Where the guy got absolutely crushed, and everyone's like, oh, this league is late. AAF is back. It's, it's going to be a thing. And then the lack of yeah. talent caught up with them in week two of all the teams. And then by like week four, the lack of, I don't know, money and paychecks. If I remember correctly, I think a guy who won an NHL team bought the AAF and then folded it, if, if, if memory serves me right. I was out in the AAF after one game. I said, yeah, no thanks. But I will check out XFL to see how long it lasts, uh, me personally and the league itself. And then USFL, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that one. They're running a lot of commercials for it here during football season. Did the commercial get you amped up at all? No. It's that guy like corking off like a big bomb down the field. There's like two people in the stands. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's kind of tough. Not doing it for me. Just give me, just give me NFL and I will uh, be a happy boy. Big Mike uh, getting it done. Tom Brady now, if you saw or heard his press conference afterwards, it sounds like a guy who is done. Tom Brady is... out skis. Now, they bring up a, a lot of people enamored with Brock Purdy, Nelly. Let me ask you. Obviously, sports, professional sports, a young man game. Tom Brady, though, eh, not the greatest of years, obviously, the Buccaneers, but it's Tom Brady. If you had the chance to get Tom Brady on your team or you roll with a Brock Purdy, you go with Tom Brady, right? Well, I think, obviously, Kyle Shanahan is the one that probably knows best how good some of these quarterbacks are. Mm-hmm. Um, his system seems to be pretty rock solid, especially when, well, I mean, this year they've played, what, three quarterbacks? Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, yep. now Brock Purdy. I mean, Purdy's been balling, um, In the past, they've played a ton of backup quarterbacks like Nick Mullins. He made Nick Mullins look pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I well, mean. That roster's stacked. Clearly, clearly, this is... Kyle Shanahan has a system and these system quarterbacks can look quite good in it. Yeah. Now is Brock Purdy a system quarterback? Is he legitly good? I really don't think you can know that so far through what? Six, seven games. Boys undefeated and balling though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll, see, the roster. We'll, we'll see how far they go. If all of a sudden, because if you actually watch that 
game against Seattle in the first half, he looked like a rookie. He looked like a guy that was a deer in the headlights. He was missing throws. The ball wasn't coming out very quickly. But in the second half, turned it around, looked pretty good. And clearly San Francisco blew out yeah. the Seattle Seahawks in the second half. But yeah, I mean, at this point, I think you just continue to let it play out. Who knows if Tom Brady wants to play? Who knows if if San Francisco is really a place he would, wa- would want to play? Vegas is a big Miami place. was being Miami. another one floated around. Another yacht meeting. I know it's humanly possible to do it. But last night, Cowboys kicker missed four extra points. Four in a row. Even had halftime to think about one of them before he would try to back out there and miss another one. Rowdy, when you watch that game unfold, at first I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to come back and bite him in the ass. Tom Brady, comebacks in the second half. Seen it many times before, right? But then the Buccaneers just never really got anything going, did they? What are you thinking as you're watching all unfold this, this clown missing four, four well, extra points? Being a guy that had an open teaser, I was uh, cheering every time he missed <laughs> like, yes, and hoping Tampa yes. Bay could figure something out on offense. Oh, yeah, because you, uh, you had some, you were leaning on the, the Buccaneers. I don't, th- what did Dave Essler, our Gamble of the Stars, always say? Why, do, what, why would I expect a team to do something they haven't shown me all year? And that was actually like put a competent offense out there. But I get where you're coming from. It's Tom Brady, right? Like, you never can count out Tom Brady. Well, now Tom Brady, I think, uh, wants the hell out. And I would not blame him at all of Tampa Bay. I'll uh, get to his presser at the end here. Actually, I'm just going to play it right now. This is Tom Brady after the uh, the Buccaneers got knocked out of the playoffs. This is uh, how he ended his press conference. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort. And I know it's hard for you guys, too. It's hard for us players to make it through. And... You guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you everybody for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect. and And I hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Sounds like a guy was leaving. Yeah, that sounds like a like see you later going. to the Tampa Bay media. Yeah, I was like, hey, I appreciate you guys covering me in the best of light as you could. I'm out of here, though. Deuces. Now I'm trying to get my ass to San Francisco as fast as I possibly can. What, is that where you think Brady's going, Rowdy? You've been on it for There a might while, be a though. fight for San Francisco for multiple quarterbacks. Hey, maybe San Francisco sticks with uh, Brock Purdy. Eh? Um, also, Las Vegas. Josh McDaniels is his guy. Yeah. He'd also have a Pro Bowl wide receiver in, in Devontae Adams. Maybe he's got to fight Rodgers, who might want to be traded there. Who knows? Who knows what happens this uh, winter? I mean, spring yeah. slash summer. We'll see what's coming up. If I were Tom Brady, I would want to get my ass to San Francisco as fast as humanly possible. That roster is absolutely stacked. It is locked and loaded. Uh, let's see here. And Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's doing as I'm going to, you know, take a little time to think about it. And apparently had a couple of, like long meetings with the Packers last week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers odds on favorite team, though, the Green Bay Packers. Very interesting off air conversation uh, unfolding. We won't bring it on air of what it was, uh, but I will bring him on air. Mr. Him himself, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. Good morning, Grant. 
Good morning, Evo. Good morning, Rowdy. Good morning, RJ. I hope you guys. RJ, RJ dipped out on us. RJ dipped. He did. He got his Twitter follow from me finally. He dipped out. He got what he wanted. He, he said, "Peace out." That's fine. Grant, I have a question for you. I, um, I just got a, a tweet from one of our great listeners, and he listens to you as well. He said Grant had some loser takes last night. What happened last night? I have no idea. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. <laughs> I guess, look, everyone I know, just I, I, Shame to... on me, I wasn't listening, so I do apologize, so I don't know what was said. So, No, I mean, that's, you're done with your work day by that day. You're spending time with your lovely bride. Or, you know, oh, she didn't get home until like 8, 7.30, so I, I had... I had no reason. I was watching some Bucks. I don't know, but your show was on the Bucks or over. I don't know, Grant. Why would you watch the Bucks? The, the Bucks. Well, and by the way, look, your listeners just want you to like them, and it's become very clear that the best way to do that is dumping on me. Oh. So if, 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 I'm not dumping. If that makes them more popular in your eyes, and they can call in and score points on your show <laughs> by saying that I knit I'm doilies. Not I'm not dumping. No, I said Ben <laughs> Kenny knitted doilies. Like oh, you heard that. Polly said you were knitting koozies, and I said Ben had doilies. So your, your lines yeah. are a little crossed here. That's. I woke up yesterday morning. The first thing I heard was Eric and I. 90s voice, which That's I love. And then all of a sudden, I'm catching strays from Pauly for no reason at all. I was so confused. <laughs> I did say when we hit commercial break, I'm like, and Grant Bill's catching all kinds of strays this morning. That was not yeah, intended, Grant. I, I don't, hey, yeah. it's terms of endearment, you know? It's, it's, they, they oh, love I you. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. You're no, like no, the no. little I, brother I that you got to pick on, but you still love, you know? No, that's fine. And I, I don't take it personally. I, I don't like knitting. There's a lot of, more feminine activities that I love to do. Knitting's not one. I did do a puzzle this weekend, though, with my girlfriend. If you can make fun of me for that, that was we knocked out a seven hundred and fifty piece, or like it was. I would nothing. not make fun of you for that. Uh, J. A. Krebs just messaged me. He said the Grant quoted the morning show saying they won't like this. So whatever you said, I'm sure I loved it, Grant. Whatever. Well, it's fine. <laughs> we'll let bygones be bygones. Grant, I did see you catching some strays on Twitter from one of our listeners, the King, who also listened to you. Uh, you are our Mr. Regular Season NBA guy. Are, have you been faulting, faltering on this? Yeah, because nobody's playing. Like, why Why would I watch some of these games? They suck. <laughs> like, I, I, Giannis isn't playing. Chris, what's going to happen first? What happens first, Evo? Aaron Rodgers tells us what his future is going to be, or Chris Middleton plays in a basketball game? Like, what ah. happen, Let's go ahead and place your bets on what actually happens first. Giannis hasn't played since last week. Why would I watch these games? I thought Middleton was and supposed to got, be back last week after he was, like, getting action in the herd. I, I he still so has too. And then Saturday morning, I'm switching back and forth between the Badgers, who don't have Tyler Wall, and the Bucks, who don't have Giannis or Chris Middleton. I'm like, this is so stupid. And it's, and it's the whole league. And normally, like, the regular season is kind of hit or miss with who's playing. It just feels worse this year. Maybe it's not worse. Maybe it just feels worse, but... It's because you know, you're starting to understand and know. Grant, I was watching the same exact games at this, obviously the same time, flicking back and forth between the Bucks and the uh, Badgers. And at that point, I was only thankful that they were just on before the three thirty NFL kickoff. (laughs) Bridge the gap. (laughs) Yes. Like, (laughs) hey, I'm going to take a couple hours, and then I can have an hour to myself, and then it's then thankfully it's NFL. Saturday was tough for the basketball. It was not fun to watch. Did you ever decide which one you liked more? The Bucks or the Badgers beat down? No, they both they were both so terrible. God, <laughs> they did suck. That was pretty bad. Uh, Grant, how? By the way, 
Uh, how yeah. did you see the Super Wild Card weekend all unfold to switch to something good? Every game was absolutely electric. And even last night had comedic value with the kicker for the Cowboys missing not one, yeah. not two, not three, but four extra points. Yeah, and then after the game, Mike McCarthy was dancing in the locker with Swag the chain on. I didn't see that until you tweeted it this morning. That was that was electric. No, Super Wild, wild Card weekend was fantastic. And, you know, I think most of us fans, most of us Packer fans, probably were looking for two things. We probably wanted the Vikings to lose, and we probably wanted Tom Brady to lose. And we got them both in the opening weekend. So a pretty I'm glad you say that, Grant. Um, Super I'm glad you say that because, yes, we all obviously wanted the Vikings to lose. It's hilarious. I mean, it's one of the timeless jokes is the empty trophy case, right? But what what yeah. did you want to see happen more? Tom Brady lose or Mike McCarthy fail and lose? I, I, do you think more Packer fans would want to see Tom Brady go down than Mike McCarthy? You know, it's funny. I talk to other Packer fans who are a little bit younger Packer fans that are my age, and we just don't have the disdain for the Cowboys that I think older Packer fans do. Cause we like, I was born in the late nineties. So I was not around for all of those playoff losses to Dallas. I really don't have a problem with Dallas. I did in 2016, 2017, when the media was trying to force feed Zach or Deke and Dak and Zeke down our throat. That stupid gift is him eating cereal. Like I hated that. Team. <laughs> I don't really have a problem. With I remember that gift. That gift sucked. I hated that gift. It was gross, getting milk all over himself. Oh, it was disgusting. Mm, no. This Cowboys team I, I kind of like, and I have no problem seeing Mike McCarthy win. I I actually think a lot of Packers fans are in that same boat, but maybe you hear something different on your show from your fans. Well, I'm, you know me. I'm, I was one of the founding members of the Mike McCarthy fan club. So, like, I take, you a, lot, I take a lot of strays from Packer fans. I, Rowdy wanted to see Tom. Right? I don't want to speak for you, Rowdy. You wanted to see the demise of Mike McCarthy, but you also had money on the Yeah, there was some other implications on Tampa. If if everything was even, I probably wouldn't have really cared. But it would have been funny to see McCarthy go down because then Ebo catching strays would have been probably funny from my point but of view. Now he's swag surfing with a chain on, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so Grant, um, let me ask you this. There were a couple of uh, shots on McCarthy walking the sideline oh, yeah. where it was like, for a second I thought Big Mike might have slimmed down a bit. Not a chance. Uh, then the the correct angle got, you're like, <laughs> this guy's been hitting that Texas brisket, man. So, Grant, let's say uh, I have anointed you. You are a UW alum, UWL, excuse me, lacrosse alum. So is Rowdy. Yeah. So is my my brother and GM Brian Gutekunst. But, Grant, I have granted you yeah. GM abilities for the Green Bay Packers. What do you do? Are you going to get rid of Aaron Rodgers and supplant Jordan Love as a starter? What would Grant Bills do? Or would you see it out with Rodgers again? Um... I think both are. I think both situations are tricky. If Rodgers wants to come back and play, and he's healthy and he's committed, I'll bring him back. I mean, I look going to Jordan Love doesn't really solve any problems right now because you're still going to have a bunch of money tied up into Rodgers, and I think the roster around Jordan Love is not perfect. Mm-hmm. So if Rodgers wants to come back, I, I don't think there's a point to Rod, you know, running Rodgers out of town anymore. Last off season, there probably would have been reason and, and you would have got somewhere this offseason not really so if he wants to come back and play one or two more years and finish his career as a packer I, that sounds great if he wants to retire great if he wants to get traded i guess the packers could trade him i i kind of hope rogers doesn't want that i don't know if that makes a ton of sense for him in his career i'd like to see him finish as a packer but i, I guess i would just wait to see what rogers wants because i really don't know if it makes a huge difference to the packers and their competitive you know chances next year i think matt lafleur has got to get his staff in order 
Because if, if, if Matt LaFleur thinks that him and Joe Barry are just going to run the Packers for the next five or six years, God. he doesn't need to bring in anyone else or make any changes. That's, uh, he's gravely mistaken. Well, Joe, Barry's, well. Joe Barry's been set up as the fall guy now. Like, if you don't have a fall guy, you're the fall guy. I think Matt LaFleur's like, all right, if we go south again uh, this coming yeah. season, Joe yeah. Barry's going to be the guy that you know falls on the sword. But I saw you tweeting about Mike uh, Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's brother. He's going to the, the Rams for the OC. You could get, though, would you want – Nathaniel Hackett back in some kind of capacity than the golden zone. Yes. Yes. I want any talented, likable, smart coaches that you can get, bring them in. It's like the variety will like this. It's like the Badgers with quarterbacks. They're not all going to be here. Not all these coaches are going to be here for their entire career. And that's fine. You want to bring them in, get a lot of talent, get a lot of good ideas. Right. And if they stay for a year and then leave for a promotion, great. Right. You, you got something out of that coach. And I feel like Matt LaFleur is, well, we need consistency, and we, we, you know, we need a continuity in the coaching room. No, 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 no. You need fresh ideas, new ideas all the time, or it's going to get stale. And I think that's what I worry about with Matt Lafleur and his staff. Okay, I got you. And Grant, yeah, yeah I just, I don't know. I'm just thinking here. Then what we got? Pitchers and catchers. Now this is a big day for you as well. Of February 14th. Not only does that Valentine's Day, don't forget, but also pitchers and catchers do report. Uh, including our Milwaukee Brewers. How are we feeling on the status so far of the Brewers and basically only getting Wade Miley and then dicking around uh, Corbin Burns and his money right now? How are we feeling about the status of the of the Brewers before spring uh, pitchers and catchers report here? Well, you know, Evo, anytime you have a chance to piss off your ace and save $700,000, you just have to do it. That's just an opportunity <laughs> that you can't let go by. Uh, Wade Miley, yes, legend. Uh, and I, I love Wade Miley. It's just really funny that they were the team to bring him back. I, I'm not going to make fun of the Brewers for it. I actually kind of like the signing. It's going to be a young team of bats. That's going to be fun to watch. I guess there'll also be some rough spots. And I got to say, before I go, uh, tip of the cap and a great career and cheers to one Travis Shaw, the mayor of Ding Dong City, who announced his retirement yesterday. Thank you for the memories, Travis. And thank you for being one of the first low-cost, high-reward Free agents that David Stearns signed in this competitive era of Brewers baseball. Travis Shaw, we will miss you. A great brewer and a true class act. <laughs> and also thank you for holding Keston Hira down in the minors for a little bit of time. Too. Yeah, 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 we, yeah, yeah. We really appreciated that. Whether you were like striking out left and right, but Keston was on fire. Yeah, that, that was a great summer. What was that, 2019? Yep, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> love Travis Shaw. Man, we love you, Grant. Uh, Grant, I can't wait for a concert coming up. What? What, what is it again? you got to remind me. Uh, Bob Weir, what is that, February something? I think it's February 28th. Oh, yeah, okay, so we got some time. All right, we're good. Grant, we love you, buddy. We'll check you out tonight, all right? Yeah? Yes, yes, Evo, I appreciate you, and I want to get you on this week to talk about the end of the Yeah, please. Badger basketball tonight, hosting the Penn State Nittany Lions, and Rowdy, the line opened at what? Yeah, so it opened at one. And it the changed. Wisconsin Badgers were favored, and it's gotten as high as Badgers favored by three and a half, which looks like... The line is saying, well, not only they like Wisconsin, but probably Tyler Wall is going to play. Yeah, it looks like Tyler Wall. And uh, they have their new jerseys, their alternate jerseys tonight. Wall, Tyler Wall has been all over the uh, the uh, releases on social media of it. Now, I know they filmed him before he was hurt, yada, yada, yada. But it's looking like, trending like Tyler Wall uh, going to be playing, which is huge for the Badgers. Ever since Wall went down, uh, they started 3-0 and in Big Ten play. Wall goes down with the ankle injury. Now 0-3 in Big Ten play. And it's very obvious uh, that they need their leading scorer, hell of a defender, got some tenacious D, and also a guy that can get some rebounds. So Tyler Wall is kind of like, you know, like the heartbeat, obviously, of this uh, Badger team. But, Rowdy, with Wall going down, Badgers 
like I just said, 0-3 defeated without him. And now with the hiring of Luke Fickle for Wisconsin football, many are using this 0-3 slide for the Badger basketball team and Greg Gard, his prowess and style being a reason why he should be fired and that Chris McIntosh is no stranger in shaking things up now, like bringing in a Luke Fickle and rejuvenating or giving some fresh life, some blood to this Wisconsin Badger basketball team. My question is, Greg Gard, who has won two out of the last three years for Coach of the Year, also has won the Big Ten two of the last three years, has some great you know appearances despite many people doubting him. Why is Luke Fickle in his you know, emergence here for Wisconsin football and what they've been able to do, obviously, uh, recruiting and bringing people in for the transfer portal. Why is this now indicative in a, a firing now of Greg Gard because of it? Now, first off, to just mention the Tyler Wall stuff, clearly not having Tyler Wall and moving Carter Gilmore and Marcus Ilvers up in the rotation, getting more minutes, has been disastrous for the Wisconsin Badgers especially at the big man position. And I think Tyler wall, it can be said now is probably the most important player for this team and its success. That being said, Chucky Hepburn for the most part, after the first five or six games has played really, really well, but I just think they have more guys at that position that are at least serviceable college basketball players that can step in and, and fill that role. Yeah. Obviously not to the level that Chucky Hepburn can, but uh, yeah, Tyler wall just clearly looks like the most important player on this team, but to the Greg guard front, I was one of the detractors. I, I was, no, this one, was around Nate Reavers. Yeah, I was one of the guys tries. that was very anti Wisconsin basketball. When was that? Probably 18, 19. Yeah. yeah. Um, where, yeah, it was the Nate Reavers, Demetric Trice, Kobe King, Brad Davison. When that group of guys were there, it seemed like they had a ton of talent, right? Because a lot of those guys did have a lot of talent. They were what? Majority of them were all four-star recruits. Yeah. It was some of the higher recruited players that Wisconsin had, were able to nail down, not only for individuals, but for classes. And how that it was trending, especially Nate. Think of Nate Reavers, his freshman and his sophomore year, up, 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 right? And then the junior and senior year hit, and it was like, dumb, Well, it's dumb, like, dumb. yeah, freshman year is like, okay, Kobe King looks like he's going to be a real big-time player. Sophomore year for Nate Reavers looks like he was going to be a big-time player. Uh, Demetric Trice was pretty solid his entire career, and it just went one after the other. It's like, okay, this team looks like it's rounding into shape for their junior and senior years. Mm-hmm. And it just fell apart. And and as things fo- uh, fell apart, it was just like on the court, Excuse off me. the court. Everybody, well, to, everybody to was whining. Him. Everybody was crying. Nothing was working. Like, everyone had a problem. Gardo was trying to coach him like how to like box out and get rebounds, and they start crying like oh, you're too tough on us. I can't work under these conditions. It's like he's trying to coach yeah, you, then it, baby. Then the end of their end of their tenure, it was the audio tapes coming out from team meetings. Yeah, was it an assistant coach? Was it a player? Was it a player? Like what the everything was so dysfunctional and guard wasn't even bad. And when he was in the tapes either, we, we were talking just, just as you, me and RJ back in the day when this was going on, like, okay, at this point, I know some of these guys are eligible for one more year, but I kind of just want new blood. I, I just want this to be over. Yes. Like it's time like, to move let's on, move on from everyone who's been like six you've, years. Yeah. Like. You've been here forever. It's time to move on. Things just didn't work. Bring in some new blood. 
And that was also when Johnny Davis was starting his rise. Yeah. And he was a guy coming off the bench because of some of these players that were there and more tenured and more experienced. They were playing ahead of him. It was like, let's just get rid of these let's guys. Let's move on. Let, some different let blood Johnny in here. Davis be the star of the team and, and be the best, uh, most experienced <clears throat> player. And if they're going to have some tough seasons, so be it. I'm yeah. so done with this group. Yes. I, I think I probably should apologize to Greg Gard because it looks like that entire group was babies. They're soft. Charmin soft. Why they were liners. They were the problem. Yes. Not Gardo. It was that. Uh, but it was Reavers. It, it really felt like didn't it for like three years. Like they, they weren't living up to expectations. Ex- like, and it yeah. was like, well, why is nobody getting better? Why does everyone? Turns reach out they're their all babies. All babies. Everyone reached their ceiling Nothing is working. And Gardo's this, trying to coach, and they're crying about well, it. Didn't it look dysfunctional between well, guard on the sidelines, yeah. the players playing in general? Everything just looked like crap. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really hard to watch. Like, you're getting to the point where, at least I was, where it was like, let's like just, I don't want to watch it anymore. Let's just can the entire program, new players, new coaching staff, just. And look what happened. I mean, look what happened when you get Johnny Davis and this new collection of talent in Chucky Hepburn. You got some guys, you know, that what Chris Volt was nice coming off the bench. And you had Micah Potter once the NCAA cleared. Now, that's a guy I didn't mind staying over from the last uh, batch of guys. But my God, it was like a breath of fresh air. No, it was when we were talking about it. The only guys that we were really interested in having come back was Micah Potter because he was really unable to play due to stupid NCAA rules that aren't even they they didn't even honor him full time. And then the other one was Brad Davison because he was the guy that always showed up, always worked hard and seemed like the leader of the team and kind of seemed like the guy that uh, almost towards the end was like the outcast on that squad because he was the one guy that wasn't crying. Yes. So you look at this team now, and they lose Tyler Wall, and obviously it's, they went 0-3. They're missing their best player. Shocking. You lose your best player, and you're not going to play as good. I know it's crazy to say. But you look at what has happened in guard in the past. Well, look at look at all the guys that left. Yeah. Nate Reavers, where the hell is he? Crying somewhere? I don't know. Crying is he even playing overseas? I think he's, all the guys he's in some tra- real estate. All the guys that transferred out, they like transferred oh, out to like... He's in Italy. Tiny little schools that never played. Kobe King's adventure was like Nebraska to Mankato State to like Valpo. Uh And then all of a sudden they resurrected Valpo, Wisconsin South. Like, (laughs) and and, and it's not like Valpo was all of a sudden a good basketball team for a small. It was like, it's such a mess. But yeah, it turns out that it was just those players were the toxic ones. And once you got rid of them and you brought in some new players. And remember going into last season, so guys all of a sudden were transferring out and we're like, oh man, this is yeah. what the hell is I mean, going on? Guard. So, okay, Greg Gard. I, I remember this stat. This is great. Wisconsin basketball's coach, Greg Gard. Uh, he was the third fastest active Big Ten coach to 40 conference wins. He was behind Izzo and. Um, God, I have to, I, my memory's short on me. Izzo and another one. I'll get to that. Is this all time? Uh, fastest, yeah, fast, f- active. 40th. Probably Painter, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't sense. know. I'm just guessing. Greg Gard also, when he took over that uh, season that Bo Ryan had when he pieced out, he got them to a regional semifinal. Gardo then, again, got them to a regional semifinal. Then, obviously, you miss with injuries. Uh, they went 15 and 18 in conference play uh, 
it wasn't good, the injuries. But then you get back to the NCAA tournament. Then they win the Big Ten two out of the last three years. Gardo's also coach of the year two of the last three years. And they don't have a first-round exit. They would have probably gotten farther if it wasn't for freaking COVID when they won the Big Ten that year, despite all the craziness that was happening as well. Uh, they win the Big Ten. And then they have two second-round exits. And one of them is, uh, what, a dismantling of North Carolina that made Roy Williams retire. But we want to fire Greg Gard because they went 0-3 just recently in the Big Ten because they lost their best player. And the reason why is because Luke Fickle can bring in new blood. I just I don't get the fire Greg Gard crowd. Now, I, I do think that they need to ramp up recruiting and ramp up uh, their NIL. Look at what the football program did. They put a little bit more money into the football program. Look at the offseason that we're having. We're raving about it. People can't wait People can't wait for football season. Mm-hmm. We're, we're already talking about skipping Badger basketball, Milwaukee Bucks basketball, skipping Milwaukee Brewers and saying, when is September? <clears throat> could you could you imagine if they did kind of the same? Now, obviously, they can't put the exact amount of money into it like football because football is the biggest moneymaker. Yeah. But if they comparatively put that much into recruiting the number of, of players that would be more likely to come to Wisconsin. And I know overall Greg guard and even, uh, even Joe Krabinoff and their staff has been recruiting more stars. I mean, we were just talking about the Reavers and the, the uh, Davisons and all those guys, they were all three, four stars. Yes. So it's not like, it's not like it was a bunch of two and three stars, no. but ramping up on recruiting is only going to make and NIL is only going to make you more and more competitive. Yeah. I just want the same, and someone said it earlier in the show, uh, how about Luke Fickle and Phil Longo and Mike Trussell, what they're allocated right now for you know recruiting and everything they got going on right now. How about we do the same for Gardo and the basketball team? Right, let's go to the phone's line one. Thanks for waiting on hold. Who's this? Oh, Dave. What? Dave, it has been weeks since you have called in. What do we owe the pleasure, Mr. Wizard? Oh, my God. I hear all these ass clowns talking about Greg Gard. And then I hear Grant talking about doing a 700-piece puzzle. <laughs> hey, Grant, most people in your generation are getting pieces of ass, not pieces of puzzle. <laughs> hey, I that's mean, probably your best quote you ever had. <laughs> I mean, he's talking about doing a 700-piece puzzle with the old lady. Oh, my God. It's like, Grant, yeah. Then you get to get a guy like Brett on who's a... Careful. Another another fairy. But at least my man, Paulie, keeps calling it every day. And he, uh, you know, Paulie pa- pa- uh, brings it every day. Well, Dave, you know, where have you been the last three, four weeks? We haven't heard, we haven't heard from you. The, the Packers, you know, getting beat by the Lions, didn't hear from you. All this recruiting from the Badgers, haven't heard from you. Oh no, I, I, I've been pretty sick the last three, but now I, I got a, I got a few minutes here. Luke, this is Luke Fickle train. You know, all these players, you know, we would know, we anointed the national champions. You people in the media over all these stars. I feel like Ed McMahon of Star Search. There's a blast in the past, people. I mean, there's a reason why all these 18-year-olds have transferred. They're quitters. Every single one of them have quit their own team. And now we're going to anoint them the next national champion. We got Luke Fickle and Mongo. So like an all WWE star. You know, nobody ever talks about why these players leave. I'll make you, I'll make you, I'll make you a promise, all you uh, Luke Fickle fans. Two years from now, half these stars are going to be are going to be dull. They're going to be transferred again because. The majority of them are either going to end up on State Street or end up in jail. <laughs> That's what you get when you bring in stars. What, what do you mean on State Street? Do you mean like they're like going to the restaurants and bars having a good time? 
Well, that'll be given because they'll be young. Because most of them don't go to school, and they get their pockets filled, so they're going to have plenty of pizza and beer. Dave, I did you know, hear. I did. Someone told me that your new take was. And I think you just kind of said it. The more stars you have, the more likely it is you'll get arrested. Is that true? Yeah, because you got guys <laughs> like you know, hey, what do you mean? Yeah. They can all join Chucky at the KK Club down there after games, you know, drink as an eight, 19 year old. I mean, uh, but I mean, I do. I hear all these people talk, oh, we got another four. Well, look at Nelson. Nelson's wet in his pants. We got a four star. We Nelson, got a three you? star. You wet in your pants? I mean, and what's going to happen next year, Nelson, when this team goes yeah, Nelson. 12 and 1 because of their home big schedule? Oh, I, I can only imagine you people in the media. And then I hear, then I hear something like Evo talking about Chase Wolf. Six years, because that gives him an inside job because he's been here six years. If he ain't done it in six years, he sure the hell ain't going to do it in one spring. So, Dave, Dave, counter to your point. So it was actually anticipated that the first year or two, Luke Fickle and Phil Longo would probably go to the transfer, transfer portal more just because with how the NCAA recruiting is, they would have been behind the eight ball in general this year. And then uh, depending on how many people it left or they were able to bring in, you might go back to the portal for a second year. But what if, say, by year two or three, that they're just strictly recruiting for the most part and only bringing in one or two portal guys? Same and it's- thing. We'll, we'll find out. You know, I'm telling you, Barry Alvarez tried this for a couple of years, bringing in all these stars, and it set the program back you know, a couple of years. Bringing in the stars, and it doesn't necessarily bring in the wins. The more stars you got, the more character issues you have, and the more and the more jail cells are going to have to fill up downtown. That's, that's a wild take. I, I, I oh, mean, yeah. Plus, I mean, the bars downtown are going to be happy because that means there's going to be more money in their pockets. You know, kids not in, not in school. I mean, Dave. And then you got great guard. You want to you want to fire a guy? Who? I don't. I love Gardo. Extend no, him. I, mean, I know you guys don't, but you get these ass clowns. Two out of three years, you know, the, the guy just you know, the championships, and you want to fire a guy? Hey, we're going to fire a guy. Tony Granado has just single-handedly destroyed the hockey program. Now yeah, that's... By the, way, where, by the way, where's Richter Hyde? We don't see him anywhere. Defending, he has some uh, business meetings he's doing. Well, he's, on yeah, well, he's on the road. If they, if, they were, if they were winning, by God, he'd be on Wednesday mornings. I'll get Darren here. Don't worry. Dave, we, got, I, we got a program where uh, all of a sudden, you know, we got these Darren's a good guy. I'll get Darren here. Dave, I just, just, just want to go back and, and comment on one of your criticisms for Wisconsin and the transfer portal. So, yes, we will see. I actually do think it'll change by year three where it'll be 95% will be strictly just recruited. But you said the Badgers were set back years because Barry went to the portal. Well, not even the portal, but transfer transfers early. I don't know. Didn't he take over in 1990 and they won a Rose Bowl? When when they won the back-to-back Rose Bowls, he decided they were to up their grade for and go out to the higher stars to bring a a national search. And when they started bringing these players in is when they started having problems. He he went back to the meat and potatoes, you know, the big fat guys up front, you know, the the, the fast running backs and just right down, cramming down your throat. Everybody's all excited. He got the spread offense. You got all these air raid, air raid offense. Dave. Yeah, air raid. You got five quarterbacks in the room. They're gonna, they're gonna flop like you know, like Alka Seltzer. Flop, flop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> Dave, I, mean, I missed you, Dave. I just, I just I wanted to you, confirm buddy. that stance because definitely you, bringing David. in transfers early did not set Wisconsin back. They went to no, Rose Bowl four years no. later. They're all quitters. All, all, the, all these five star, all these four stars are all quitters. So if you have four or five stars, you're either a quitter or you're likely to end up in jail. 
if you're a transfer, yeah, because they all quit their <laughs> they all quit their team. I love you, Dave. Why, why, I miss you, buddy. Do you want, why do you want players that quit their team? Because uh, the grass may be greener on the other side. We love you, Dave. Never changed. I, yeah, I missed you. It's true, Wisconsin. The grass is greener in this, this state of Wisconsin. But if you got to go to Illinois to get greener grass in Wisconsin, if you know what I'm saying. Sorry, I'm done with you. <laughs> Hey, follow that up line, too. Good morning. What up, Mitch and Madison? Uh, Mitch, what's up, dude? I should have noticed you. You always got to follow Dave somehow. Yeah, uh, that that was literally the definition of old man yelling at Cloud. <laughs> like, awesome. listen, oh, it, it, it's, it's a totally different circumstance. The offense does matter. What happens is you get these high recruits, and uh, they get bored because our offense was stuck in 1920. So I don't anticipate there's going to be those types of problems now um this is you know welcome to the 21st century everybody and how it should be done and i give uh, mcintosh a lot of credit for setting all that up because you're you're going to see um the difference i think you're going to see it right away but in terms of uh greg guard i think i don't think he i mean he should be fired at all. He's been doing great. I mean, every every year, what's the story? Oh, they're going to suck, and they always overachieve. So this year, it was no different. Um, one could even say after these three losses, they're still, quote-unquote, overachieving. And the bottom line is his teams have never been deep. So if you get a guy that's hurt, of course, there's going to be problems. I think there's a legitimate argument to be made that and i've you know i've said this before that the swing is just absolutely terrible oh, and embrace it's, it is beautiful what, come on what i did i that i know i had to talk a lot of smack but the one thing i know is that because i played in it and the the problem is you if you want to get the huge recruits the really really good players they are absolutely not going to play in the swing that being said the swing does maximize mitch mitch it's it's the truth man there is nothing better than wisconsin basketball is like contrarian it's like counterculture to everything that's what makes it so beautiful you can here's the problem you can literally teach the swing offense (laughs) to a fifth grade girls team in one practice Okay, but that, then you then you then you had the intricacies of that great guard and Bull Ryan before oh that fraud, and you got you got them you got them beating the teams like Kentucky, thirty eight and done. Yeah, no, you know you're not wrong. Like I said, it maximizes players who aren't. Everyone you know, counted us out against Kentucky. Guess what happened? We <laughs> a big swinging D swing, and then they. And then the refs stole it from us in the championship. Oh yeah, I mean you know inevitable. Coach gave yeah. the bag of money. Yeah, no, no, I, and I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I don't. I love Gart. I mean he's done great. The program, you cannot argue that the program's been great for years and years and years. Um, I I think that people are just a little annoyed about how they look on the court in terms of their offense. But yeah, they don't like beauty. They don't like beauty things that are beautiful. <laughs> They find Dude, faults in the Mona Lisa. Let's run the Grinnell, man. 130-some threes a game. Let's do it. Here's what we all can agree on, right? That Tony Grinnell yeah. needs to be fired. Yeah, that's not that's not a good thing. I mean, situation. Wisconsin hockey is nothing. Like, they Which just lost ridiculous. the U18. All right. Mitch, we love you, buddy. Smooches. Goodbye. Right, we're really late Luke, for a break. Luke the Lawhand tweets in and says, if the hashtag fire, grow, uh, fire guard crowd turn their attention to men's hockey program, they would actually have a point and might actually accomplish something. Luke, the law hand, you are 110% correct. Say good morning to one young Ben Kenny. Benjamin, good morning. Hello. How about Big Mike, dude? You see him You see him hitting the, super, the, the swag surf after the game with the chain? Yeah, I did. 
congratulations to the to the Cowboys, I guess. First time in 93 they won a road playoff game. They won their Super Bowl. Yeah. And now what, Eagles, your fly, Eagles fly, get the G-men. Nervous? Not, no. Not I heard all, cry, honestly. Eagles cry coming up here. Which is not good. What? Cry, Eagles cry. I've been seeing floating around on Twitter now. Why is that? It's got Dable and the Giants. <laughs> the G-unit coming at Whatever. Yeah. Now, I, I feel good about it. Do you? Where's Tom Brady go? I think he retires. You think he's done? I think he should. Oh, well, here's well, my, and Rowdy brought this up earlier. Do you really ditch your supermodel wife just to say F it for half a season? Don't you come back to show everyone that I, I didn't ditch my family for nothing? I could see, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't abandon my kids and my wife for nothing. I'm coming back, baby. Let's run it back. I wonder I'm what situation the game. Would, would want him. You, you brought up the Niners. If Brock Purdy takes him even to an NFC title and they lose, Imagine kind of ditching the young guy that invigorated the locker room for the old to man to bring in an old guy that might be bad. Like what if he comes to San Francisco and for the first six weeks just stinks? That whole team is wondering why the hell isn't Purdy in. But if, if you bring someone like that in, you can't bench him. If you're Miami, no, if you're Miami, Tua's got what, two, three confirmed concussions this year? Doctor said he should be able to continue with his career next year. Who, who knows how many he's had prior to this season? We know that uh, some of the Aikmans and Youngs of the world retired at what five, six concussions. I mean, at this point, you gotta kind of be careful with Tua, or at least you're definitely serious about it. And Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, even Mike Gesicki to a point—that's pretty attractive. But would they want Brady? Could, could Brady come in and? I think from a from a business standpoint alone, you could make the sell that you wanted. They were already yeah, they were already linked to each other on that yacht. Well, I wonder if that all falling through would impact whether he could go there, in terms of the ownership stuff. But I, I think you have to wonder if if he, if he still can bring one of those teams that far. He he was eventually he's got to run out. He got to run out bad this year. Well, their offensive line was really bad this year. Banged up. All they year. could have run the ball, yes, but still, he, he looked different than he did previously, I think. A lot to think about here. So I'd probably take to, like... You go you go with Purdy? I would definitely stick with Purdy or have him compete with Trey Lance. Yeah. They, they still have three first-round picks invested in Lance. Yeah, I know. <sighs> I, I, I think it has to be a team that, That's gonna be that interesting does not have another young guy there. If you traded Trey Lance right now, what do you think you could get for him? Hmm. Not much. Like a fifth round pick? Like Trey Lance, when he's played, hasn't been good. No. How many times has he played? He's only played like three games. I was going to say yeah. three or four games. And but like he has not been good. He sort of touched on against the Packers. And, and remember, coming out of North Dakota State, he was a total project. Yeah. Where it was, he was like, Jordan Love had played against better competition. Isn't Jordan Love younger And than potentially had higher higher games against power five teams where he looked better and has actually played in more games. And uh, man, that, and we're talking about, man, if you could get a second round pick or at not even too long ago, it was third round pick for Jordan love. What is Trey Lance commanding? And, and the Packers thankfully didn't trade up three first round picks to grab Jordan love. Yeah. Lot to uh, discuss here at the NFL line one. Good morning. Who's this? Oh, this is Pete from <sighs> Pete. Pete from Monona. What's up, my man? How we doing? What's up, Pete? <laughs> well, you know, I, I I see Dracula has risen from the grave again. You just can't keep a good man down. Oh, Dave? There's, yeah, we haven't heard from him yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah, he really he had in? his fangs out. He did. First time uh, in a long time. This morning. 
He had his take. Uh, let's see if I can think of him. The more stars you have, oh, I, yeah, it's been. In the more likely you mentions. are, it is that you're going to jail. Uh, what else? Yeah, have well, uh, the, well, can he back that up with any real statistics other than no, you know no. being a blowhard? Because I, I don't, I don't see you know uh, Georgia is 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 uh, doesn't have any problem uh, uh, putting the team out there. So if anybody was going to have lots of people in jail, it'd be the Georgia football team. So Dave from Monona, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. You're just a big gas bag, and you just make up stuff because you like to hear yourself talk. <laughs> but now I want to get now I want to get back to my the real reason why I called you you and Rowdy. Oh, I don't know about Ben, you know, but you and Rowdy, you guys have the consistency of oatmeal. I mean, you know, yeah. the, you you always want you want to fire the Packers and their coach and everybody, you know. But but you'll let great guard get away with uh, mediocre mediocrity. Well, let me ask you and I mean, Pete. he really is. You know, really, I'll say it again. You people that that you know like uh, great guards type of basketball, like missionary sex with a condom. Now, Pete, you know, here's the thing: I haven't used a condom in like 15 years of my life, and missionary. Come on, that's that's rookie stuff. You should. Well, I was going to say you should see it, but I, that's you have to pay for that. No, really, really, he hasn't, and and he. I mean, he, he, really, when is, has, 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 well, have they ever got past the elite eight? They hardly ever get in it. I mean, it's okay, but then it's college basketball, and they let everybody and their third cousin into the tournament now. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. He's just you know, kind of blah. But then again, you know, you, you guys are all over the Packers. You know, they're stupid. They don't know what they're doing. But, I mean, yeah, that, that coach listening. in his first three years has had a lot more success than uh, than Great Guard has had. Joe Barry and, should have and, been fired, and Great no Guard's doubt. not that terrific of a recruiter either. Uh, Joe Barry wished he was twice. The, Joe Barry wishes half the man that Greg Gard was, Pete. Come on. Greg Gard, two of the three-time coach of the year, winning the Big Ten two of the past three times. You've got a guy who's a, a great coach, and then Joe Barry is a clown. He's a well, clown. I, uh, the, uh, the, the words great and coach do not apply to Greg Gard. When someone wins he's the Big okay. Ten, when someone wins the Big Ten and you, coach of the year, what do you call him? Well, he, yeah, he won the Big Ten. Twice. What does he do? What does he do when he gets in the tournament and it counts? It's the same thing with your, you know, the love when, affair. Who's the last? Who's the last Big Ten coach? Who's the last Big Ten coach to win? Mean anything. Who's the last it's Big Ten coach to win? In, who's the last Big Ten coach to win in March Madness? All the way. Oh, uh, Izzo, the guy in Michigan State, isn't it? It was 23 years ago. Pete, yeah. I'm, I'm not against uh, the Badgers getting more into NIL for basketball and opening their recruiting, and therefore you would probably have to change your offense. We've seen when Wisconsin was at their best in 2014-15, it was like a swing hybrid where it was more or less, we have some athletes now, we have some ball players. We can run a different offense. We don't need to really run swing. I'm all for changing out the swing. I'm 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 not about going back and you know thinking about all the history and saying we can't change it. Look at what they did with football and it's taking off. I think they could do the same thing with basketball. Now, does Greg Guard want to stick around and not coach a swing and and go about recruiting a little differently? I mean, that would be on him. But I'm all for revamping it. I will well, say I this. 
I used to be a basketball booster, but I, I just couldn't keep, you know, couldn't take it anymore. And I can tell you that it wasn't <laughs> the baby boomers who were the boosters. It was the, it was the, you know, uh, a World War II crowd, the people that were born then, you know, I mean, they, they, their, their lack of athleticism and, and, you know, they usually, <laughs> their, their main problem is they never have anybody who can create their own shot. So at crunch time, it's easy to, to defense them because they just, you know, collapse in on the big guys and just say, go ahead, chuck up a three-point shot. And, and that's their problem every year. So and, be, and, you know, and they had Johnny Davis, but he's gone now. That's their problem. To your point, that's probably why they run the swing, because they don't have a ton of athleticism, and it kind of evens it out. And I know Mitch and Madison called in and said that. But if, if we were really going to open this up, revamp it, change the style of play, you're going to have to recruit at a higher level because if you're going to play... Well, get somebody who can recruit at a higher level. You know, it's the 21st century and, and Barry Alvarez is gone. We're talking about and, teams that and won the Big Ten. Now. They've won so the it's, Big it's, Ten. It's time to, it's time to join the, the 21st century. If you're gonna, it's not the 1950s if, anymore. If we're gonna run the, the Big Ten. If we're going to run the same offense that North Carolina and Duke is, we're going to have to get better players. And I think we're the only way for players. Wisconsin to We just to dominated do it, North Carolina and Mark Madison said Roy Williams' retirement. Well, the only way to, the only way for Wisconsin to actually get to that level of recruitment, they're going to have to spend money in NIL, and they're going to have to definitely go outside of the regions that they're currently recruiting. And that would be a huge shockwave. I'm not against it, but you're going to have to go all in like Wisconsin football if you do it. Well, you know, that's why that's why I'm, get, I'm glad that Chris McIntosh surprised Barry, because Barry just thought that he was putting in his clone there, <laughs> and the guy is a lot smarter than Barry, you know, Barry, I think Barry anticipated. So it, it, yeah, it's time to get a move on because because you're just you're, you know you're stu- stuck in second gear if if that's good enough for you guys Pete, okay it isn't for games. me Pete, they've what won the big 10 here? the past two or I don't three care years they won the big 10 so we'll, it's the tournament okay. that counts <laughs> wait a minute if that's the truth the then are you are the minnesota viking fans happy because years? they won the 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 uh the north of the central division who recruited johnny davis Great guard. Who recruited Chucky Hepburn? Great guard. Who is, like, the team is struggling. Did he do a good enough job in the portal? No. They're not deep enough. They've been without their best player. They lost three uh, basketball remember, games. Remember, you can't have Two excuses. You say, don't use, what are we don't doing use injuries as excuses. I'm just, I'm just okay, giving uh, it back to what you guys talk uh, uh, about Pete, all the time when you talk so about then what the is your What is your expectation then? Like, if fire Greg Gard, and I won't ask you for a name because I'm sure you can't don't have one, but what would be the expectation for then – win the March Madness? Like, win the NCAA? Like, what's the expectation? No, but they should at least get, they should uh, get to the finals of the, the the lead eight. And I think that they should, you know, rather than getting all these guys from the Fox Valley and suburban Iowa City, they should be recruiting in, in Milwaukee. Okay. So that, I just that's want to know where your baseline and, and is. suburban Chicago. I just want to know your baseline They try is. to recruit in Milwaukee. Those kids, I mean, look at what happened to Tyler Hero. Like, he went to Kentucky. There, there was nothing Greg Gard could have done to bring him. And the the thing about the system is it always looks better when you have better players running it. Well, it's it goes for any system. In 15, it looked amazing. Guess what? You had seven good guys running the system. Same thing with Paul Chris's offense. 2019, they had a great quarterback, a great running back, a great wide receiver. Wait a minute. Wait, great quarterback. All right, Ooh. all right. Oh, well, he loved Jack Cohn. He's, he's obsessed with Jack Cohn. They had great oh, okay. personnel. Okay. They had a great right. line. Yeah, great. Jack Cohn will be uh, quarterbacking the San Francisco Giants on Sunday. No, I think it's the Birmingham Stallions of yeah. USFL. No, he's not. 
But the point okay, is, well, all have of these nice systems day. that everybody and, uh, is trying know, to bring uh, see, see, the week. see you, Pete. You too, buddy. Nice to hear from you. Sorry, I, I can't always hear him in here when... Uh, well, yeah, you're a different setup than we do. The fire guard crowd is nauseating. It's... Well, here's the thing, and I get it. They saw they, they see what hap- what's happening in football, and they're like, oh, why can't that Well, that's that why they use it. They're in basketball. T- what Luke Fickle has done in football, like, why can't we do this in basketball? But they're reacting to three games. Yes. Right? Like, if there was a law, if there was a pattern like we have seen in football of struggles and some sort of organizational stagnancy, we'll say, then I get it. But they've lost three games without their best player, two of which to some pretty darn good teams on the road, and everyone's freaking out like they need to overhaul everything. Not to mention, Greg Gard's best recruiting efforts are in the 2023 class. It's coming up. I can't wait for Gus Bus. Gus Yaldin. Oh, my God. Gus Bus. Everyone's like, oh, get yeah. out of Wisconsin. Look at Connor Asijan. Who got Connor Asijan? Exactly. Greg John Gard. Blackwell from Michigan. Uh, Nolan Winter from Minnesota. Like, he has done a good job. They've just hit a rough patch. It's been three and the bad transfer games. Portals, and the transfer portal is the only thing dragging them down. Gus Bus is as good as advertised and as good as he's been playing against some of the top high school basketball teams. Man, they really poached the state of Indiana. Yeah. If they grabbed him and they grabbed Connor Asijan and Connor Asijan continues to get better. I mean, those Starts are to play defense. Those are those nature. are two big He's time recruits out here. of Indiana. Yeah, oh yeah, huge. I can't wait for Gus well, Bus. Most of the time when Wisconsin is successful and they've been making their like sweet 16 runs consistently, that was when they're they were Deep, literally only recruiting Wisconsin, Minnesota and Illinois. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Generally, though, like football is a game where you win with scheme, right? Like, like if you have terrific coaching, you could and your scheme works and you have good players like you out, you out coach, you out scheme basketball scheme matters and the plays matter. But it's it's more of an isolation game. If Mm -hmm. we're being honest, Mm -hmm. can guys get a bucket and can they play man to man defense? It sounds overly simple, but that's what it is like overhauling the basketball scheme. I, I think you're just people are trying to look at football and say, oh, that can happen in basketball. It's it's a different sport. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard the take that Michael Jordan was actually bad for basketball? No. Can you say it? Can we do it? <laughs> well, sure. I, I, we're just up against breaking a phone call. I'm very curious on that. Uh, who's that real quick? Dude, who pissed in his Cheerios? Oh, well, we love Pete's phone calls. He's always makes it on your toes. Makes you think. I like him too, man. But geez, I, I mean, do you live your life around Wisconsin sports? I mean, just just be happy with living. I mean, <laughs> seriously. I love so we're, so, we're so hard on Packers coaches because it's 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 the professional. Well, and kids, Joe Barry sucks. You know, Joe Barry stinks. Like kids. It's, they're still growing. Well, Greg Gard has done a hell of a job. Joe Barry stinks too. So it's like we, he, he's terrible. We agree on that. <laughs> he, had, he had he had uber talent and did nothing with it. His scheme is garbage. And plus, one That's of the years, why we're so I, hard on him. I would love to hear. Now you'll never go back and see what happened. But when the Badgers won and won the Big Ten and had Johnny Davis, and then, um, uh, excuse me, before that, when uh, they won the Big Ten and then COVID canceled March Madness, I would love to see how the Badgers would have fared in that because they would have been a nice high seed. Right, and all these people, I'll tell you, man, we start winning again, they go away. You know, you you make it to the the elite eight; these people go away. The minute you lose, they're out of the woodwork and they're bitching that we're no good and great guard sucks and fire him. Yeah, just chill, man. Relax, smoke <laughs> a bowl. Ooh, hell yeah! Life. Hell yeah! <laughs>